Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey, welcome to episode 171. Today is a very special day. Cannot wait to have a conversation with my friend Brad Williams. Brad and I both love the NBA, and the NBA is coming back. And you might think, I don't really care about the NBA, but we're going to give you two or three reasons why you should care, what's compelling about this season. Maybe you don't care, but somebody else that you know and love does, so send that over to them. We're going to jump into this soon. Hey, this month and over the next three months, we are going to be sponsored by Compassion International. Compassion has helped almost 2 million kids receive sponsorship so that they can be taken care of in third world countries. They're given education, health care. They're given uh, a place to attend church and uh, all kinds of physical needs are met for them. I've been on the ground in these countries visiting these kids and it is amazing, amazing what Compassion does for them. You can be a participant in that. Our family has sponsored multiple children. Our church has sponsored thousands of children, and we would love it if you would join us as well. We're on a quest to sponsor 1,000 kids. There are literally hundreds of thousands of kids that are not being sponsored right now because they were left in the queue during COVID. Let's get them out of that. Let's help them. Let's bring them back to life. You can do that through going to compassion.com slash rusty. That's Compassion.com slash Rusty. So make sure that you check that out. We'd love for you to be a partner of that. Uh, 1,000 kids by the end of the year. That's our goal. Well, today, Brad and I get to talk all things MBA. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Leading Simple. Today, I'm joined by my partner in crime, my co-host, the one and only Brad Williams. Brad, are you excited about the NBA season finally being back? I am excited. I'm extremely excited. I'm more excited than I can actually verbally articulate. That's how <laughs> excited I am about this upcoming NBA season. Yeah, and I feel like um, you know the NBA season just ended like mid-July, and then we got just a brief break um and had football to tie us over and now here we go we're back at it and a lot of changes a lot of new players moving around and i'm excited you're excited so we thought we'd take one episode of the podcast just to talk nba some of you right now are thinking not interested but somebody that you know might be so you can forward it on to them see if they agree with us brad's going to ask me some questions and i'm going to ask him some along the way and we'll see where we go so brad i turn it over to you All right. All right. And for anybody who's not interested in this podcast, something's really wrong with you because this is exciting. It's about time. It's very, very exciting. So first one's going to be just, you know, there are a bunch of polls out there on social media and they always tell you to pick your top five and they usually put a dollar amount on them. So I'm curious, this current season, you had to pick a a top five. Who you got? Um, Well, I think you have to put Milwaukee up there just because they're defending champs and I don't think they lost anybody maybe maybe one player or two but they're still strong Um, you got the New Jersey Nets people are very excited about because it might be the first full season with the big three Um, Kyrie KD and uh, oh goodness who's the other one you caught him New Jersey on purpose (laughs) <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. I'm sorry, man. Old habits, old habits die hard. Who is the big? Th- who's the who's the third player there? Kyrie, KD, and oh, Harden, James Harden. Okay. Um, I, obviously, look that rule uh, that's going to mess them up. Oh, with the vaccine? 
No, well, no, no. The um, the 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 two step he does that travel movie does. Oh yes, that's so true. Yeah, they, they're about to outlaw that move. Well, they should because it's illegal. Yes, indeed, it's traveling. Yeah, it is, and the amount of offensive fouls that are not called on James Harden that he pushes off so he can do that illegal move. It's two illegal moves right in a row. It is. But if if he was a Laker, I'd I'd be all for it. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so I've got Milwaukee, I've got New Jersey, I've got the Lakers. Uh, even though I have Brooklyn. some, I have some, <laughs> yes, Brooklyn. I have some concerns about the Lakers, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Yeah. Um, I, I like um, Golden State being back with Clay Thompson again. I think that one's big, and I like Atlanta. I think Atlanta came out strong last year, and I think they get better. So, some outliers with Boston and um, uh, Miami definitely upgraded their players. So. We'll see. What do you think? No, I, I like your I like your top five. Um, yeah, it's pretty solid, actually. I'm trying to think uh, on the West Coast. Uh, I don't know how uh, our, our guys are going to be doing Phoenix, how they're going to look. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure about them. But yeah, no, your top five is solid. It's solid. Now, as far as your players go, though, top five players, who do you think, who would your, your team, your dream team be starting five? current players uh my favorite player to watch right now and this is going to sound blasphemous because it's not a laker Mm. my favorite player to watch right now is luca uh from dallas because he is like the combination of magic and larry together he is so fun to watch um kd is a freak of nature yeah um he's he's unbelievable did you see David Letterman crash his press conference the other day and start asking no. him questions? Oh, no. so funny. He asked him what KD meant, what it stood for. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, I would put uh, those two up there. Um, Joel Embiid, if he's healthy. LeBron, just because he's LeBron. Um you know, it's hard not to put Chris Paul in there, but Chris Paul's 36, which yeah. is just a couple of years younger than me. So I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and Giannis. I mean, goodness, he's the reigning uh, champ and two-time MVP. So who do you got in your top five? Um, um, I was going to say the Lakers. But uh, <laughs> I, would, I would definitely put uh, KD because KD is uh, indefensible. Yeah, yeah. there's a great story Kobe shares about Kevin Durant when he had to first guard him in the league. And uh, he was saying how he was easy to stop at first. But then during the offseason, he developed a left hand. Mm. And he's like, and then he became unguardable. Yeah. You know, he was the hardest person for Kobe to guard in the NBA. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely number one. Um, Lebron, uh, Mr. James, <laughs> you got to put him on there. He's the king. Yeah, um, Kyrie, if his head is straight, he's kind of like the Kanye West of basketball. He is. I mean, for a while he believed in the flat earth and, and now he's yeah. off that kick and th- he was not going to get the vaccine, which meant he couldn't play home games in, in Brooklyn, right. uh, which is hilarious to me. But um, yeah, he's, he's a little strange. It's always something. I mean, I'm cool with, you know, people having, you know, things that they stand on, but it's always something. Um, right. So anyway, but if he's, if he is in his in his you know right head space, um, he's definitely my starting point guard. Yeah, he's so um, good. And uh, oh, it's a tough one. So what I got three. Yep. I got KD. I got LeBron. I got Kyrie. Um, I, you have to put Giannis on there. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. And then um, I'm going to put Holiday on there in case we ever meet him at church. <laughs> I would love to. It's a good shameless plug to go to my YouTube channel because I got to interview him for Father's Day a couple of years ago. What a great guy. Yeah, what that was a, a great interview. Great guy. Love, love talking to him. And I'm so happy for him getting that ring last year. Yeah, no, he he's excellent. He's excellent. And um, there are a lot of great guys in the NBA. And I know we talk about, you know, leadership competencies typically. So uh, I'm wondering, is there a coach this season that uh, you admire as a leader and kind of stands out to you? Well, um, I would have to say... Monty Williams for the Phoenix Suns, I think, is as class act as you can get. Um, And not only just because of the tragedy that he went through with the loss of his wife, but uh, just the way that he is in leading uh, men. Um, He just he does a a phenomenal job. Um, I'm interested to see what Rick Carlisle does going back to Indiana. You know, Mm -hmm. he worked under Larry Bird when they when they went to the title game and lost to Kobe and Shaq. But he's going back there. Jason Kidd gets his uh, third shot at coaching in Dallas, which will be interesting. Um, as far as leaders go, uh, you know, it's hard to disagree with uh, with Pat Riley and thus his pick of Eric Spolstra, who's been there probably, what, 20 years. Uh, I mean, he's a sharp, sharp basketball mind. So it's, it's the guys that can make the uh, – uh, you know, can make the adjustments uh, constantly that are, are really interesting to me. Excuse me for just a second while I interrupt this episode. Just want to remind you about our mission right now to sponsor 1,000 kids through Compassion International. Go to their website for more information. Click on compassion.com slash rusty to sponsor a child. We're trying to sponsor as many as we can and help out kids that have been left behind through the COVID season. So do that right now and then go back to the show, compassion.com slash rusty. Uh, constantly that are, are really interesting to me. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good observation. And it's, it's something to be said about sustainable success. Yep. You know, yeah. it's something to be said about the guys who, um, like like Spolstra, regardless of the, the personnel, they sustain a certain level of excellence. That's a great point. I mean, he, obviously he won with with his big three, but he's he made it to the finals a couple of years ago. Yeah, with uh, a bunch of rookies, and of course you got Greg Popovich out there, which oh, yeah. you know has won a lot of rings and, and gold medals too. Yeah, love pop, love pop. All right. Um, so next question: Is there a, a a rookie or even a second year player you're really excited about? I'm excited to see Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State, who's with the Detroit Pistons this year as a rookie. Um, I think that he is probably one of the strongest number one picks to come out in a while. Uh, Detroit's a dumpster fire, so he's got a lot of work to do up there. But I kind of like the approach they're taking and building around him. I think that'll be fun to watch. Uh, And the other one is uh, LaMelo Ball. Uh, this will be his second year and he was so fun to watch his first year, much better than his older brother, uh, and actually has a, <laughs> a technically sound jump shot. Right. Um, but, uh, uh, I, I think he's great. And I think Charlotte has a chance to make the playoffs for the first time in forever. So that'll be interesting. I, I would agree. LaMelo, LaMelo makes things look so easy. 
Yes, he does. So easy. And eyes always down court. He's uh he's that guy. So uh, to our team, to the Lakers. Yes. All right. Uh, who who do you think the starting five should be? Oh my goodness. Well, uh, because you're paying him the money, you got to go with Westbrook. You got to go with LeBron and Anthony Davis. From there, you and I could join that squad. Um, right. The only question is. You know, you and I have talked openly and honestly about our our feelings toward Russell Westbrook. I mean, he's incredibly talented. He is a uh, you know averaging a career double the last few or triple double the last few years. But in the in in the crunch, you know, when they slow the game down and he's got to hit a jump shot rather than a layup or a dunk. Man, that makes me nervous. That's why I like having Rondo around. Yeah, uh, just because he he doesn't choke at the end um as far as your shooting guard goes i don't know who do you put there i don't know hey did you see malik monk show out no i did not uh malik monk looked the most comfortable out of any laker on the floor uh he looked really really good well he is a a great three-point shooter uh out of the university of kentucky just like rondo and anthony davis so you know, here's a, a kid that hasn't really had a shot because he got drafted so high. He goes to bad teams. I wonder if he begins to flourish, even with like a Wayne Ellington who's on the team who's, you know, from North Carolina. Um, he's another three-pointer. So, I mean, these guys have got to – they're going to get their shots because you got DeAndre Jordan in the middle as well as Anthony Davis. I mean, goodness. It's like we have 20 roster spots. And they were all they were all all stars in 2008, you know. Yeah, no, it's true. But you know, there's something to be said for that because to your point about Westbrook and him not being clutch, when you have Carmelo mm. and LeBron and Rondo, yeah, you know that's. I mean, if nothing else, they can help instill that mentality because that's the one thing he needs. You know, teammates yeah. who he respects, who can help give him that mentality. It is interesting how much when LeBron loses, they almost gut the team. They did that in Cleveland. They did that in Miami. They've done that in L.A. now a couple times because they just keep wanting to build around him. And obviously he has that, that steel that, uh, that really push, pushes people to that next level, which is great. Uh, I hope they can stay healthy, you know, enough to get a, a one through four seed in the playoffs and then be actually able to be full strength by the playoffs. Yeah, I, and I think the thing that that I do like about the team, and I was going to ask you actually about this, um, how you how do you feel about the age? Because we are the oldest team in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I was going to say real quick that I like is to your point about being healthy. Um, because we have a lot of older guys who aren't really clamoring for playing time, Mm. that could be a plus. Yeah. Because one is like a next man up type mentality. Yeah. I remember um, our friend Mike Penberthy telling me about the time that, you know, he was playing for Phil Jackson and here's Phil with a veteran roster at the time. Mm-hmm. And they would come into games and, and, you know, on a back to back or on a long road trip. And Phil would come in and look at the team and go, um, who wants to play tonight? And there would be guys just go, I'm out, I'm out because <laughs> they're just tired. Yeah, And he trusted real. them to know their bodies and know how to rest. 
And I, I, Frank Vogel's been around the league for a long time, and I like Frank Vogel a lot. And I have a funny story about he and I's interaction years ago. I could tell you sometime, but oh, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing. Um, I, I think that that's what it's going to take. There's going to have to be moments of rest and and times when a Malik Monk and a Wayne Ellington uh, step up so that these guys can to not shoulder the the load. Yeah, yeah. And Rondo in his press conference, he said. I'll do whatever they want me to do. I'll play four times a month or 40 minutes a night. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm good. You know, I love that. I love yeah. that. And you know, another UK kid, uh, I remember being in Lexington when Rondo was in college and that was not his MO. Rondo was a bit of a head case. And, you know, I think the years in the league, uh, and the coaches that he've had has, has really made him into the man that he is today. So I, I hope it goes well. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think there's something to be said for the synergy, you know, having Dwight back, having Rondo back with AD, with LeBron, you know, I think it'll bode well for us. Well, I hope so. But Brad, I feel, I feel like this is like the year that we got Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. And it seemed like, you know, it was going to be amazing and everybody just kept getting hurt and it was a train wreck by the end. So I hope, I hope that doesn't happen. So it, it would be great. So I got to ask you this before we go. Mm-hmm. We have not talked about one team, and I think you and I are hesitant to m- mention their names because they are the other team in Los Angeles. They're, the paper clips. Oh, the paper. Oh, <laughs> you know, I um, forgot they were in LA. I know. I know. They're going to get their own arena and we'll get them out of the Staples Center. But do they have a shot? If they're a cameraman. <laughs> if they're okay. shooters okay. you know absolutely positively not they they do not have a shot if you took <laughs> and, and there's no other re, there's the, the only reason rusty and you know this you know why they have no shot because they're the clippers because they're the clippers that's yeah. the only out of you could take an all-star team as soon as you put those jerseys on them yeah it's like kryptonite to Superman. It really is. It diminishes their power. Yeah. There was a post where someone said the Clippers could win. Oh, I forgot. It was a great post about if the Clippers won the next, you know, rings for the next, you know, I don't know, 11 years, 12 years or whatever, how they still wouldn't have as many rings as the Lakers have right now. Like there's <laughs> nothing they can do to catch up. It's basically mathematically. Right. <laughs> barring a miracle. That's exactly you know, right. So yeah, yeah. No, how do you, how do you feel about them? Oh, I, I feel the same way. I think at some point they choke, and and uh, I don't know if it's the curse of the Clippers. Which, by the way, there's a great book out there called The Curse, and it's all about the Clippers. And oh. you know they they had a chance at Larry Bird, but they lost in a coin flip, and he went to Boston instead of the Clippers, which is San Diego Clippers at the time. Wow. I mean, think about. It. I mean, the curse started that time, you know, with the coin flip, and then you got Bill Walton and his feet problems, and and on and on and on it goes. So. I think that, yeah, uh, Kawhi Leonard is unbelievable. Paul George had an incredible uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, postseason, but it just doesn't seem to click together. And and then they traded away. You know, Patrick Beverly, I don't think, is there anymore. And Rondo's nope. not there. And uh, I, I just don't think that they can do it. And that nothing makes me happier. So uh, I, I think all Laker fans just don't want little brother getting in the way. No, so. no. Do you know? Do you know they had a shot at Kobe? <laughs> yes, I remember that. 
I remember that. They they really thought they could pull that off. And that he was too young. No, at, when he was first coming, he had a workout with them first. Oh, the workout. Okay, yeah. yeah before the actual free agency. Yeah, they said he was too young. See, that's, that's the Clippers. That's the Clippers. Yep. Beautiful. Well, Brad, as always, I feel like we should do a separate podcast where you and I just sit around and talk about sports. Oh, now don't te- you're about to tear me up. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting for Clem. We'll see. We'll see if people cry out for that. Otherwise, we'll be back next week with some more serious content. But hey, for all you NBA fans, it's fantastic. Enjoy the NBA. <laughs> Hey, thanks so much for listening. So glad that you've been with us. As always, give us a rating and leave us a review. It helps people to get the word out as to what we're doing over here, trying to keep things simple for people. Hopefully the NBA is a little more simple for you. Next week, I have a good buddy of mine that's going to come on the podcast again. He came on in the very, very early days. He's coming back on because he is a pastor that over the past few years uh, built a friendship with someone in their church who happens to be the general manager of a very high-profile sports team. And this is a guy that influences uh, millions of people by his decisions, and now you meet the pastor behind the influencer. And many of us that are in some kind of pastoral work or any kind of leadership role want to know what it's like to develop a relationship where you influence the influencers. And we're going to talk about how to do that and how he was able to provide support and leverage and help for this particular general manager and influence millions of people. So it's going to be a a fun conversation with my friend Mark White. That's coming up next week. Uh, As always, thank you so much for listening. Share it with a friend. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, keep it simple. Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple.